Welcome to the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast with John Kim and Noelle Cordell. Good morning, Noelle Cordell. How are you? Good morning, John Kim. I am well. I am glad to be speaking to you on this fine day. You know, I was just thinking you have an awesome last name. I never I never say your last name. I always just say Cordell. I mean, Noel, but when I say Cordell, it's like, wow, it sounds like expensive mustard. It, so- it sounds fancy. <laughs> <laughs> A lot fancier yeah. than Kim. I woke up this morning and I was like, I really hope somebody compares me to expensive mustard. Like, you know. <laughs> well, you I... Know. I, I, I you know those great Poupon commercials where they're like rolling in that Rolls Royce and when that window comes down and they're like, "Do you have any Greg Cordo?" Yeah, that's just fancy. I'm I'm more like Oscar's um, yellow mustard on the hot dogs. You are you're the fancy. Uh, the Greg oh boy! Oh boy! You're welcome. All right. <laughs> so, guys, Noel. Um, has lots of expertise uh, in positive psychology. So it seems like we're going to hit it from that angle, no? Yeah, yeah. And I was, the reason why this is on my mind is uh, I've been fortunate enough to train with one of the positive psychology greats of our time. Her name is Caroline Miller. Mm -hmm. She was my professor and then she was my coach. Um, And she just had a book come out. So I've been thinking a lot about her work involving grit and goal setting. And I've been thinking about it because of our company. We're a coaching company. And the necessary ingredient for a coaching partnership is is goals and grit. So I thought today we could talk about something that is very little correlated in everybody's minds, but the importance of goal setting for happiness. Yeah, I love it. I think it's so important, um, both as someone who coaches, but also um, for people who want to be coached. Oh, a hundred percent. And just you know, for everyday life, you know, yeah. when you think of goal setting, that kind of has a negative connotation. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I have like, to uh, set a goal. I gotta climb that mountain. Yeah, and when it's done properly, it actually has the opposite effect of inspiring you to live more of an authentic life. Yeah. And you know, it just reminds me. So I was, as I was waiting for you to come on, I was just uh, doing my little Instagram stories and uh, I just woke up and I was thinking, you know, when we wake up, we, we have, um, we have two mindsets. One is either you wake up and the first thing you think about is your, okay, what do I need to do, your to-do list. And in this case, we're using the word goal setting. And and I noticed that when I do that, the first thing that enters is, well, what if I don't finish it? And then you're suddenly in a lower frequency. You're like dread, worry, and you're like, ah, and, and the, the day instantly feels heavy. It, yeah. The other mindset would be to wake up, and this sounds a little little hokey, but it's um, today could be the day it changes my life. And not not in that today that you know your life's going to change, but you could plant a seed, you could think differently, you could have a revelation, you can meet someone, but something about today is going to um, change your path. Uh, and if you start thinking that way, and I know it's a practice, um, the day becomes wide, and you start pulling from something that I think is really powerful, and that's curiosity. You know, so it's it's now the good what ifs instead of the bad what ifs. Oh yeah, I yeah. completely agree. You know. There is magic in every day, and at any given time, there are infinite possibilities. And you know and what? That, I, I, that, I think that's a choice to believe, and I think most people don't believe that. I think most people think that is Santa Claus. 
I, I think so too. And, but you know, my, my big thing is, is feelings aren't facts, right? So this, this, this concept that I'm stuck in life, my life is predetermined ahead of me. Um, that's a feeling. That's not a fact. The facts are that life and nature and the world around us are a hundred percent random and chaotic. Mm -hmm. And given that there, you have to, you just, from, just from a logic perspective, you have to allow room for infinite possibility. Well, um, without that, what is life? It's flat. You know, it's It's a fucking desert. Yeah. And I think also not just, uh, you know, just rolling over into everything, you know, relationship, you have to believe that there is magic. You do. You have to believe that there is magic and you have to get yourself into a frame of reference that says, you know, I can through small, measurable, specific and intentional steps change anything I want about my life. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I love doing these in the morning. Uh, and by the way, guys, I'm on the West Coast and the world's on the East. So for me, we do these. Uh, uh, for me, it's eight in the morning, first thing in the morning uh, for Noah, it's a little bit later. But I love having this conversation with you because uh, it resets me and it, it reminds me. And I'm saying this because if you're a life coach, you're also not perfect. Um, and so this kind of information is great uh, for you on a personal level. Oh, yeah. And for me, this is like the close to my week. You know how fucking chaotic our weeks are. And this is like the best way to close it, to focus on the why of it all, to focus on the science, the people, the tribe, you know. And you know what the best part of this is? Um, Even though uh, we're talking about content, it's using that as a vehicle for me and you to connect. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. My, my brother from another mother. (laughs) Yeah. All right, big sis. What are we talking about? Let's do this. Yeah. So this is a fact, not a feeling. Goal setting can make you a happier person, Mm. period. And there's, there's, there's a method to it and there's ingredients to it because goal setting, if it's done improperly can make you unhappy, but when you set up goal setting um, from a positive psychology perspective, which is based on science, evidence-based practices that we know work, you will experience a, a measurably different level of happiness and satisfaction in your own life. So I mentioned Caroline Miller earlier. Uh, what we're about to talk about is based on her work. It comes from her book, Creating Your Best Life, which is something that I use as a coach with my clients. It's a really good tool. And Caroline says that the specific ingredients that have to go into creating goals, um, I'm going to give them to you and then we're going to take them one by one and break them down. All right. So it has to be measurable and specific. Your goals have to be appropriately challenging. They have to be value-driven. They have to be able to inspire flow. And the most important thing is that they have to be your goals. They have to authentically come from you. They can't be goals that you've borrowed or have been forced upon you by your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your mom, your dad, your partner, your boss, um, that weird dude who sits next to you in the cubicle who has an opinion on fucking everything. Like, (laughs) right? Right. They have to come from you. Um, so 
what do you think about that? You know, I just t- tossed a lot of info at you. Um, I think I think it's that's great. I think um, what's interesting is uh, value driven, which people don't think about, uh, inspiring flow, uh, and I love this idea that it has to come from you because many of us, our goals are. Uh, things that we have created that are based on other people's uh, goals for us. So like our parents, you just said the weird dude in the cubicle, the, the <laughs> your boyfriend, your girlfriend. And, and I think it happens slowly where we wake up and we realize, holy shit, this isn't even my goal. It's not something that lines up with my truth today. Oh, yeah. And, and, it, and it goes through every single facet of life, mm-hmm. you know, let's talk, let's take, let's take the most important one first, um, that your goal has to come from the self. And I want to lay this out across a bunch of different spectrums. I mean, we can just start with concepts of body, right? How many messages have we all received about what we're supposed to look like? Oh, I can relate to that. Absolutely. Um, you know, from the time we wake up actually to the time we go to bed, it's, always around us so whether it's magazines well especially also with social media now instagram and you know everyone with their abs and all this kind of stuff and doing handstands and just crazy shit um it's so hard not it's so hard to ignore that stuff so hard to ignore that yeah. stuff you know like i mean i have curly hair like my hair is curly it's mm-hmm. it's and i have had partners who have said to me at one point or another oh i really like your hair straight and I'm like, wow, well, well, that's like two hours worth of fucking work that, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. that I'm not willing to put in. But right. thank you for your opinion, you know. Right. Um, and and so and it, it goes back to that. It goes back to concepts of body. Like, well, um, how did you get there? How did you because you weren't always there. I'm sure at one point, um, you know, early on uh, that really affected you. And I'm sure at one point you did spend two hours trying to straighten your hair for someone else. Oh, a hundred percent. And I guess, you know, so I'm pretty open with everybody. I have a pretty deep history of eating disorders and depression. And for me, breaking out of the unrealistic expectations surrounding concepts of body, that had to deal with what we're going to talk about in a little bit, but it had to deal with the fact that I wasn't challenging myself appropriately. And those two things might not sound like they connect, but I had really internalized all these messages about women are what women are supposed to look like super skinny, long, straight hair. And I was that for a really long time. And I focused a lot of my thought and energy on it. And I went through a divorce. I went through a series of bad relationships. I went through a period of my life that was really dark. And I instead um, started using my brain. <laughs> instead of trying to be skinny, I started using my brain to do challenging things. And it was like, holy shit, I spent all of this time thinking that I was depressed and not capable. But in reality, I actually just wasn't challenging myself. Smart's the new skinny, Noel. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And can I share something with the hair? Because I can relate to it. You know, so my hair is straight, being Asian. And um, it, we always want things that we can't have. And I have all, I, I ended up, I wanted curly, I, not curly, but I wanted wavy hair. I wanted your hair, yeah, actually. And <laughs> um, so it got to the point where um, I ended up getting a perm. Not, a, I, I call it a body wave, but I was dating this girl who's a hairdresser. 
And I remember waking up thinking, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I just got a perm. As <laughs> and I looked like a little Lego dude. And I was like, what am I doing? And it was all because of not something that I wanted, but um, wanting, you know, something that is outside of self and, you know, society and advertising and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I, you know, I don't know about you, but... I find that when I chase flow states, um, whether that's physical from a, from a workout perspective or intellectual from my job or the research that I engage in, my body and my hair doesn't really matter because I'm doing the hard work that I actually do care about. Mm, yeah. Flow states get you out of your head and into your soul. Yeah, I'm all about that. I, I think that's the nectar of life that we don't chase is our flow states. Yeah. And so, well, let's talk about how we get into flow states, especially from a goal setting perspective. So, you know, it really comes back to your values, your personal values and personal values. I think when we say the word value in modern society, it tends to have a moralistic attachment to it. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. Your values run a broad spectrum from the flavors that you like to the colors that you like to the music that you like to the um, the pop culture you associate with to your values surrounding how you treat others how you like to be treated what you think about the world life politics food the environment religion like it goes it's endless yeah I like the definition because um, you know I simplify everything uh, whatever is valuable to you your values whatever is valuable well <laughs> well well let's let's get let's dissect that a little bit okay. because that that can get tricky mm. it depends on why something is valuable to you there is it's easy to get into groupthink and to believe that something is valuable oh interesting right right yeah which, which isn't yeah because others think it's cool or because, you know, your mom or your dad said this is valuable and that's how you were raised. So almost like um, a, fa a false value. It's a false value. The internal values are really specific things. Mm -hmm. And going through the process of stepping back and asking yourself the question, do I like this for me or do I like this for someone else? If you've been living for others for a really long time, it can feel really upsetting at first yeah. to go through this process and to realize, oh, wow, you know, I might not even know myself. And then to feel fear about, you know, what it would be like if you, if you did actually start living for yourself. Um, I'm a pretty goofy person. I like to have dance parties with my dog. My dog just kind of looks at me, but I dance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's for me. Uh, anybody who might be looking into my apartment windows at that time would think I'm freaking crazy. But I do it for me. I also like to wear brightly colored neon Crocs. They make me happy. <laughs> oh, man, I did not know that about you. Now I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm contemplating everything. <laughs> as oh, a... <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So when we roll around LA together, guess what I'm going to wear, John? You're going to love it. Yeah, and, you're, and you're going to be walking on the other side of the street too. <laughs> See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. But getting to the point where I give zero fucks about your feelings, about my Crocs, is what it's all about. Oh, that's so hurtful. But it's also what makes you shine, and I get that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, 
why do I care what you think about what's on my feet? (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, you know what's interesting is it's not that I care. It's more of me making a judgment because I care what other people are going to think of me standing with someone with fluorescent shoes, you know, or whatever Crocs. Little do they all know how fucking awesome I am and how much fun it is to hang out with me. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. I oh, love it. Right? But yeah. No, that's what I'm talking about. It's, it's the spirit of personal enjoyment. And it's just like anything else. When It's like riding a bike. The more you begin to engage in authentic living, the easier it becomes and the better it feels. And you get almost giddy because it's like this secret, right? Like I like neon Crocs and you know, it, it horrifies my husband, you know, and any number of friends and they're just like, Oh God, Noel, like what the fuck do you have on today? And I'm like, but I'm happy motherfuckers. I'm happy. (laughs) Noel, I'm going to give you one of the best compliments anyone could ever receive. You ready? Yes. Okay. So, um, yeah, not only is your hair beautiful, but um, <laughs> there's this idea that, you know, do people hold up? And what I mean by that is, um, so just real quick, I know it's, I'm kind of going off topic, but uh, it is a podcast. So um, uh, we, I met Matt Damon once back in the day, and um, we, we, we hung out for like eight hours in the back of this, uh, this uh, vintage trailer when I was in a club restaurant days. And I realized in that, because I thought, you know, because he's a celebrity, I thought like, oh my God, he's going to be, you know, arrogant, whatever. And he, he was like the sweetest, nicest, he, he was like the, a guy that um, you grew up with. I and mean, that's how he treated you. And I thought, man, this guy really holds up. He is who he says he is. And um, guys, Noel holds up. Like, you know, she talks about positive psychology. She talks about uh, all this stuff. And now we're talking about the Crocs and everything. In real life, I got to say, you hold up. Like you're not different, um, you know, on a podcast or on a Facebook live than you are in person. Aw, thank you. That's an awesome compliment. Yeah, I think so. That's an awesome compliment. I feel the same way about you. You know, we talk about like, like you and I roll all over the place meeting people. And, you know, it's like, it's almost so comforting to be in the midst of um, our tribe members who are getting to know and then with you who I've known for years and years and years and years. And it's just like that, like that deep comfort of authenticity, I think. Yeah. And I think we have to check each other on that. And as we grow and and become successful and all this kind of stuff, um, to, to always make sure that's of value to us is that we hold up as people. Absolutely. And a commitment to showing the authentic side of life. It's so easy to curate images. Like, look, like if, if I, if I straighten my hair and I put on heels and, you know, like a, a, a fancy dress or whatever, like I, I could blend in in LA, no problem. Sure. But, but I would much prefer to be in neon Crocs and a hippie skirt and uh, some random surfer t-shirt with curly hair, just like actually being comfortable sipping on a sweet beer and watching the sunset. Like, (laughs) well, that's you being authentic. That's you being you. And that's me taking the experience instead of the projection. And you know what? In talking about flow states, I think you have a higher chance of hitting. This is interesting. You have a higher chance of going into the flow state with the Crocs and the wavy hair and the sipping the drink uh, because you're more you. If you are uh, making yourself contrived, it's going to block getting into flow state because you're going to be in your head and self-conscious. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of the way it works is that when you drop down to your values – 
and you follow your values, that's in goal setting, that's what will give you this state of flow. Mm. I mean, then that's, that's really how it works. So you do the hard work to figure out who you are, what your values are. And then from there, you craft this future vision of like, okay, if I'm really adhering to my values and building a life that I want, you know, based on, on what I love, what does that life look like? Mm-hmm. What do you think? What's what is, so if you're taking the values that you hold, mm-hmm. uh, what would your, if you took every single one of your core values and attached goals to them and then accomplish those goals, what would your life look like five years from now? Dude, I hate it when you ask me the hard questions. This That's not morning. a hard question. <laughs> Um, I'll tell you what, it's a lot of what I'm doing now, you know, mm-hmm. um, play, placing weight on um, running with this flag that we're both running with. I'm trying to help people and reach people and, 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 and help teach people uh, or coach people or train people to help other people. You know, that stuff is really uh, lines up with my values. It's very different than uh, 10 years ago when I was running a restaurant bar and I was chasing shiny things and I cared more about um, what people perceived of me. I, I had made sure I was in a fancy car surrounded by beautiful people. And um, none of that really matters because that's not who I am today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've taken on, oh, yeah, go keep going. Well, I was going to say, so back in the day, it would be very hard for me to chase flow states. But so, you know, when you're talking about Crocs and, and, and sipping on the thing, so John Kim is basically, um, my favorite shoes are worn boots like motorcycle boots jeans t-shirt on my motorcycle and i hit flow every day like just because it's just me it's who i am it's you know it's it's, it's what i love um and then you know coffee shops sessions writing all this kind of stuff yeah i and when people so that the the miracle question is is what would you be doing if you knew you couldn't fail right? right and um for me it's been really cool recently because the answer is this. If I knew I couldn't fail, I would be building this business with coaches and tribe members running events and retreats and teaching everybody about positive psychology and having places where we can connect and music and just, you know, genuine freaking friendships and um, enjoying life with others. You know, I think that's what it's all about. And the fact that I've been able to set my life up like that where those are actually my goals right now. Well, fuck, that's pretty fucking cool. (laughs) Yeah. And it's also organic fire. So Mm -hmm. it lines up with who you are. So your traction and accomplishing those goals, um, I think is, is a lot higher than, um, something that isn't chasing after something that is not you. It doesn't line up with who you are. Yeah. But let's talk about the other side of that. The other side of that is that you have to give up things. And you have yeah. to, you have to go against the grain and you have to do things that other people will give you shit for. Well, that's the grit piece, no? That's the grit piece. That that grit has two parts. It's, it's number one, you know, having a little sign that you carry around that says no fucks given. Yeah. And, you know, number two, it's, um, it's, it's acknowledging that hard things are hard mm-hmm. and that every day you have to get up and look at your North star and say, I'm going to keep working because these are my values. This is my flow state. This is what I believe. And this is the vision that I want to create. And if you don't have your goals aligned with your values, it's impossible to wake up in the morning and do hard things. It's just, it's impossible. 
Yeah, 100%. I agree with you. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. And I think that you have to not give yourself a choice. You have to not yeah. give yourself a choice and and you have to realize that it's a marathon, not a sprint. Right, right, of course. Yeah. And well, let's talk a little bit about one of the other tenets of goal setting for happiness, which is your goals have to be measurable and specific. Mm. Um, this is the cornerstone of coaching partnerships. This is what it looks like when you work with a coach is you guys set a goal that is measurable and specific because you have to be able to measure progress in order to know you're getting somewhere, number one. And it has to be specific because one of the big reasons that people get stuck and lost is that they're trying to do too many different things or walk multiple paths at the same time. And that doesn't work either. Right. You remember last year when I was working a full-time job, doing my PhD and trying to work on shift. Yeah. And that was stupid. <laughs> Uh, just spreading yourself too thin, you know, it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. And, you know, if I'm being honest, like I loved studying sexuality. I love my PhD. I love my PhD program. But I think that I was attached to that goal because of the letters, because I was raised in a family that put a really high priority on academic achievement and that, you know, the letters meant something. Yeah. And that didn't come for me. I remember I had a conversation with my dad um, recently and he, he was kind of giving me shit. And he said, you know, it's important for you to go back to school. It's important for you to get those letters behind your name. And I said, daddy, I have letters. They're called CEO. And he was oh, like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love that. Right. Yeah. But it's true. Yeah. It's true. And, you know, I, I had to make the choice to to stop working on my Ph.D. in order to become the CEO of Shift and run this damn business like you can't do both. You know what I love about the Internet and, and the, the, everything, social media and all this? Um, those letters are less important, I think, because of influencers, because of uh, people um, because of the wall being uh, torn down and now people can distribute and have a voice um, because of that, we care less about the letters after our name um, and more about who you are. Yeah, it's all about the experience. As a coach, you know, no one's ever asked me about my credentials. No. They've always wanted to know, like, how did you get through your divorce? How did you beat depression? How did you beat yeah. eating yeah, so it's about you and your story and how you go into things. Um, no one's, I mean, I've been doing this a decade. No one's ever asked me, well, you know, can I see your license or, or, or can I see, where did you get your life coaching? It's like nothing ever. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And that, I think that bleeds really nicely into the next point about, um, about goal setting for happiness is your goal has to be appropriately challenging. Yeah. I mentioned earlier that, um, that I, I, I spent a lot of time thinking that I wasn't good enough or smart enough because I was, was depressed and I was doing things for others and I was living a false life. Um, and that wasn't the case. I was just actually not challenging myself. And once I started attaching to value and started working towards something that was greater than me, um, I, I realized that I wasn't depressed at all. I was actually just bored. Yeah. And so, you know, when you're, when you're thinking about, um, when you're thinking about goal setting and you're thinking about challenge and this is where grit comes in too, um, 
if you're not stressed on some level, you're doing it wrong. And, and that's important because I think we've been spoon fed these notions of, of, of happiness where you wake up every day and, and, you know, life is rainbows and unicorns. And I love rainbows and unicorns just like everybody else. But, you know, hard things are hard and you have to anticipate and engage in some level of anxiety and stress in order to accomplish hard things. And that's where the challenge comes in. Right. right. I mean, that's it's good stress. It's healthy stress. Yeah. And then you have to make sure that you're not doing something that's too challenging. So like I would be a terrible astronaut. I don't like small spaces and I oh, can't ask. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Right. Yeah. I'm claustrophobic yeah. and I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Maybe one of yeah. us should be astronauts. Uh, yeah. Zero desire to, <laughs> yeah. I don't, that to me, that's like, puni- that's like prison. That's like Punishing someone for doing something wrong is we're going to send you to the moon. (laughs) Now I know how to get you to do your work, John. (laughs) Threats of the moon. (laughs) Awesome. And so, you know, it's, it's kind of like as, as you're, as you're rolling along with, with all of this and you're trying to figure out like, all right, so why is this valuable? Um, it, it's a, it's about five years from now. It's about your future self. And even if you're listening to this and you're identifying with what John and I have both said about our past, about living for others, about focusing on material goods and and physique, um, it's never too late to start living for yourself. Mm, I love that. I love that. And, and what a, you know, what's really challenging for me is what you just said, uh, that it's about five years from now. Uh, because just being in Aries, I'm so impatient and I want things today. And I forget that, you know, that the new is built. Well, yeah. I mean, time is going to pass anyway. Yeah. Time will pass anyway. And, and you have a choice. Either you can sit there spinning your wheels, trying to serve too many possible future selves at once, living for others, focusing on things that just make you feel shitty. Yeah. Uh, uh, or you can look inward and say, well, this is my life and I'm the only one who actually is in charge of it. And if, if I had to strip away everyone around me and all of a sudden I didn't have anybody in my life who really knew me that was judging me, you know, what would I do? What would I do with my time? What do I want it to look like? I like the power in that question, and maybe we should end with that. Is um, guys, if you're listening, think about what she just asked those questions, and uh, and don't answer it right away, but let let it soak in and ask yourself what what you would do. What would you do if there was zero judgment and you knew you couldn't fail? What would you do? Yeah, and I guess the next question is, what's stopping you from doing that? Fear. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of things, fear, judgment, and, and uh, faulty belief systems and distortions and all that, perspective. I want to switch it around a little bit. Instead of asking, you know, what's stopping you from doing it, my question would be, what's the first thing that you're going to do? Ooh, guys, ladies and gentlemen, the art of questioning by <laughs> so that was a great example of coaching where you could use the power of questioning um, to get momentum with your clients. And um, nice. 
That was is great. Is your smoke alarm going off, John? Uh, huh. No. Is it? Do you hear something? I hear it's, beeping. That's my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which is a it's sign. Time. <laughs> it's time to go, guys. But um, Noel, again, thank you for the great dialogue and reminder. And uh, guys, if you haven't subscribed yet, um, subscribe and we will be in your ear. We do this every Friday and we get it out as soon as possible. Uh, so whether you're a coach or you're someone that is um, just wants a better life or uh, maybe you just want to hang out with us. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot the shit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Noel. Have a great Friday. Thanks, you too. All right. Be well, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast presented by SHIFT. If you'd like to learn more about what you've heard on today's show, head to shift.us, that's S-H-F-T dot U-S for more information. Feel free to rate us, review us, and tell a friend. 